Chapter 34 They waited with the captain's stripped and secreted corpse for what seemed like an eternity, his toes peeping from the edge of the rolled carpet. Aaron argued for simply throwing the body to the sharks fully clothed, but Marcy felt safer keeping his uniform in case it was needed for a disguise. In the still of the night, they each took hold of the carpet and maneuvered it awkwardly through the narrow hatch to the deck. Tiptoeing to the stern with their dead weight, they struggled to heft the body of the captain up and over the railing when they heard a low whistle from the other side of the deck, preceding a series of jaunty footfalls that belonged to Percival, plodding about his rounds, currently distracted by his own body, whistling, belching and scratching his crotch slowing as he spied the odd duo's backsides, just as Aaron released his hold on the captain's corpse over the side of the ship, hastily losing his grip. The carpet ripped as it caught the railing, unfurling as it sent the captain's body tumbling down, followed by a small wet crash, not the expected splash. Percival held his lantern higher, oblivious. What do we have here? He sniffed handling his testicles through his trousers with his free hand. Marcy smoothly supplied, Oh, I'm being whipped, you know, dang rules. Can't seem to follow them. She bent over, nodding her head meekly as Aaron went along with her redirect and began patting Marcy's bottom through her skirt. Yes, Captain asked me to whip. She is bad woman, he confirmed with another ineffectual spank. How will I ever learn to obey? Marcy pouted. Percival leered for a moment before remembering his post. Well, you just let me know if you need any help there, Aaron. I'd spank her real good, he winked. As soon as he disappeared, Marcy and Aaron rushed to the farthest corner of the deck, peering down into the dark water, but the clouds obscured the moon and they could see nothing in the waves of the ship's wake before scurrying back to the captain's quarters, sweating in fear. We will be hung, Aaron moaned, burying his head in his hands. No one will ever find out, all right? Tomorrow, we'll stage the captain's dramatic disappearance. Maybe a suicide note, so they think the captain jumped overboard. He seemed a bit down on this voyage, right? I'm sure it happens all the time. He said he was lonely at sea. Marcy rationalized while moving a quill pen and ink pot from the captain's desk to the table. I know right. Aaron shook his head sadly. Marcy eyed the quill pen, admitting, Well, I can't write with that. Surely we can. Oh, yes. Aaron, go get me the Duchess and Kit and Genevieve. They'll know what to do. Within minutes, three blurry-eyed women stood before Marcy in the captain's quarters, Aaron fidgeting at her side as she updated them on the unfortunate turn of events. Aaron... Marcy added, catching his frightened eyes. You must get back to your duties. I don't want you implicated any further. Remember, we have no idea what happened to the captain once you escorted me back to my bunk. And really, I can never thank you enough. He gave a curt nod, slipping quietly to his hammock, his heart pounding, hearing the whispers of impending doom as he covered his ears and tried to sleep. You killed the bastard. Genevieve smiled triumphantly at the disheveled room. Good for you, Marcy. Ooh, my dear child, what an absolute mess you've made of things. 
when I was young and there was intrigue at court, I was almost always involved, you know. The Duchess reminisced as she perused the captain's writing splayed atop the maps on the table. Taking a cold chicken leg in one hand, while pulling a new sheet of parchment in the other, she sat down, carefully rolling the voluminous sleeves of her dress to her elbows, the quill pen hovering over the ink pot. What should we say, my dears? I've killed myself, Kit offered, looking up to see her companions shaking their heads no. Goodbye, cruel world, Marcy volunteered. Kit stroked her chin. How about? Goodbye, cruel world. This is no place for footfuckers. I like the goodbye, cruel world portion. The Duchess licked the nib of the pen before dipping it thrice into the ink pot. Genevieve burst out laughing, announcing grandly, You don't need any note. Me Frankie is on his way. He's going to save us all, she winked. Who do you think I've been signaling with the glass in the galley all this time, eh? Me Frankie wouldn't let me be sold now, would he? But how? The Duchess stuttered. Genevieve shrugged. I told you me mun's a pirate, didn't I? I didn't lie. He's been on our trail this past week, sending me signals and such each night. Two flashes for I'm here, three for get ready, four for I'm at your door. Well, ladies, as of last night, he's at our door. Three strong knocks at the cabin door startled them from their machinations. Captain, Percival called through the door. Quickly, we've sighted our shadow again. I just noticed pirates. It's the same ship we spotted yesterday. They're flying the flag of France, sir. Marcy cleared her throat, <clears throat> answering in her most British captain-esque voice. Um, that's all right. Please carry on. There was silence. Percival pounded again. Captain, are you all right, sir? You sound funny. Uh, I'm fine. Marcy deepened her voice even more. All is fine. Another prolonged silence. But there's the ship, Captain, Percival whined. What do I tell the crew? Marcy looked over to the ladies, each pantomiming responses for help. Genevieve gave Marcy a thumbs up. Good, Marcy choked out with an apologetic shrug as Genevieve rolled her eyes, switching to a come-hither motion, then pointing angrily to the door while motioning again. Um, please come, have them, please have them come for tea, Marcy improvised with an embarrassed grimace as the Duchess sighed, adding, I've, I've been expecting them, allow them to born, I have an important matter to discuss with the French captain. Genevieve and Kit smiled encouragingly, nodding their heads in approval which turned to frowns as Marcy added unnecessarily, You're doing a good job, son, hastily concluding, I have a cold. Now I'm going to nap. Please carry on. Percival stepped back, his chest puffing out. Thank you, sir. I'll carry on then. Lordy, lordy, I thought we were doomed. The Duchess used the unfinished suicide note to fan herself. Marcy turned. Genevieve, how close is your Frank? Genevieve walked to the captain's porthole, standing on her toes as she peeped across the blue horizon her eyes fastening on something in the distance. Looks like half day, if that. Will we be pillaged by these heathen pirates, do you think? The Duchess queried wistfully. Oh yeah, will we? Kit seconded. Francois Dominique is noble and honorable, Genevieve declared passionately. 
This is Pirate Frank we're speaking of, then, Kit questioned. Stop it, Marcy interjected to quiet the squabbling girls. Duchess, finish our note, please, just to cover all of our bases. And as soon as she is done, we must get back to the hold and play stupid. Maybe they won't even notice he's missing. We just have to keep this up until Genevieve's Frankie arrives, and we'll be home free. The pirates will save us. Easy peasy. What could go wrong? As it turns out, quite a bit. <laughs>